Welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana, a board-certified and licensed naturopathic doctor. I created this podcast to share my tips and knowledge on restoring your health naturally. It's exciting to share my unique approach with you to regenerating your body from the inside out. So get ready to receive practical and effective approaches for living your best life possible in under 15 minutes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Regenerate You. I'm Dr. Nirvana. On today's episode, I wanted to dive deep into the world of candida so that you can better understand what this fungus is doing in your body, how it thrives, and at the same time, how it can contribute to so many other possible ailments. So the first thing I want to talk about is the test that I use with my patients to look at their toxic burden of candida, which is called the organic acid test, and it's by Great Plains Labs. It's a simple urine test that you'll do at home, and it shows the different metabolites of the byproducts of candida and one metabolite marker known as arabinose, which is a toxic sugar aldehyde that's made in the presence of candida overgrowth. And since candida creates this aldehyde known as arabinose, it can create significant damage to our cell membranes, which means it can cause severe glutathione depletions, which, you know, is our most important antioxidant. And it can cause damage to the DNA and the mitochondria, all of which are horrible for the integrity of our health and our nervous system, meaning it can lead to neurodegenerative symptoms if it's left untreated in the long run. So, how do yeast cells thrive? Well, they love glucose and they convert it into ethanol. So people can have symptoms of yeast overgrowth that are similar to being intoxicated, such as having brain fog, giddiness, irritability, etc. And you'll actually see autistic kids who most often have a susceptibility to candida that are very sensitive to the effects of yeast, and they end up having strong behavioral reactions. And that's generally because of the candida overgrowth, not because there's necessarily a mental imbalance of any kind going on. Another way that candida can hurt our body is by producing something called oxalates, which means candida can create calcium oxalate crystals or salts, and they deposit in the kidneys or other tissues, and that can lead to aches and pains in the body as well. In people that have higher oxalate production in the body, it can usually be due to candida overgrowth in the gut, which is often due to their diet and sometimes due to genetics. Ladies that experience frequent yeast infections are also most likely experiencing candida overgrowth in their body. I've seen a lot of ladies with vulvodynia or extreme vaginal pain, and it's often due to the oxalates depositing in the vaginal tissues. Also, ladies with bladder irritability, cystitis, or pain urinating when they don't have an infection of any kind can also be a sign of oxalate deposition in the body. It's amazing how an overgrowth of one fungus can cause so many issues. Another chemical that's produced from candida 
is known as acetaldehyde, which we mentioned before. And this is a known inhibitor of methionine synthase, which is needed for methylation, which is very important for our detox pathways of our liver. So methylcobalamin, or the active form of B12, converts homocysteine to methionine. And this is why it's so important for people that are responding poorly to detoxification to find out if it's a methylation issue or if it's an overabundance of the yeast creating too much acetaldehyde and interfering with the absorption of B12 as well. I'd also recommend testing for candida on anyone with high cholesterol or estrogen dominance because the liver is highly involved in hormone and cholesterol metabolism. So now let's switch gears and let's talk about how we can test for candida in the body. If you're checking the blood, we generally look at something called immunoglobulins or antibodies, which include IgA, and that's usually associated with mucosal immunity. IgM, as in Mary, which measures an acute response, meaning if it's an active infection. And IgG measures a long-term exposure, but doesn't mean it's active right now. It tells us if it's been going on for a while and it can trigger a chronic inflammatory response in the body. Stool testing is okay at assessing yeast, but the problem is that it doesn't always show up in the stool test. And it's important to remember that some yeast is considered healthy because they're normal inhabitants of our microbiome. It's the overgrowth that we're concerned more about. Then there's the PCR DNA analysis, which amplifies the results of the sample. And sometimes this may be oversensitive to the organisms being sampled. My preference is to use the organic acid test by Great Plains for the breakdown of yeast byproducts. They're testing the urine for chemicals that are excreted by yeast, which represent abnormalities associated with the biochemical reactions in the body, which means you can test for organisms that exist in our digestive system as well. This test also checks for various mold markers as well as the yeast markers. So we're able to determine if the yeast has colonized or taken up shop in your intestinal lining, for example. And when we're talking about candida, we can't forget about mold and its toxic byproducts known as mycotoxins, which can stay in the body for years, even when the mold itself is no longer there or if you never live by it anymore, etc. If you have any mycotoxin exposure, this generally means there's a great chance over time that you may have an immune system problem that can influence your ability to control what's living in your gut, including viruses and bacteria as well. So a lowered immune system not only leaves your body more susceptible to various illnesses, but also autoimmune, thyroid issues, and imbalanced hormone production, and other viruses as well, like Epstein-Barr, herpes simplex, um, even uh, bacteria such as Lyme's disease. So if you're having problems controlling candida, start looking deeper. Candida doesn't become chronic on its own unless some things have allowed it to become a bigger issue, such as mycotoxins or other viruses and things of that sort, which should most certainly be under your radar if you think you have candida overgrowth.
And if you think you're suffering from mold, I would highly recommend doing a Great Plains test. I'll put the link in my description. Also, consider reducing processed sugars, improving the diversity of your gut microbiome, and you can do this by eating a huge variety of plant-based foods. I recommend a variety of about 12 to 15 plant-based foods per day. I know, it's a lot, but it's a wonderful way to feed your healthy gut bugs to improve your immunity. And if you can't get in all these veggies, Apex Energetics has a product I love called Enterovite that helps to feed the healthy gut bugs as well. I'll put a link in my bio about that as well. So get in as much as you can and decrease your chemical exposure by reducing as many toxins in your life as possible. If you have any questions about what I've shared on today's episode, please contact me on my Instagram at Dr. Nirvana or on my Facebook page at Dr. Nirvana Hills. And remember, when you regenerate, there's a new you every day. Bye-bye, everyone.